This is Sports Jam. I'm Doug Doyle, and this Sunday is one of the biggest events in the sports and entertainment world. Super Bowl 58 will be in Las Vegas and will feature the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. And even though my guest is on the West Coast, she will not be rooting for the 49ers. She just can't do it. She grew up in Washington State and is a Seahawks fan and can't be rooting for the 49ers. My guest happens to be someone who knows all about the marketing and commercial business of the Super Bowl. You know, many people just watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. So what goes on behind the scenes of companies who advertise their products during the big game? It's one of the topics we will discuss with Amy Lund, the Vice President of Marketing and Media Investment for E&J Gallo Winery. So nice to meet you, Amy. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You are in a sports family. Your husband, avid uh, golfer, and your son, teenager, plays all kinds of sports. And you actually played sports in high school, right? I did. I played basketball. I was an avid basketball player, and I still love it to this day. It's my favorite sport to watch when my son playing, probably because I can relate to it the most. <laughs> And as I mentioned, you don't have necessarily a rooting interest in the game, and neither do I, uh, but many people are curious to find out if the Chiefs will repeat and Patrick Mahomes will get all the accolades that uh, we have come to expect. Do you actually know what quarter your commercial will be playing? I mean, we don't know this. You, you, you are the people who are involved with dealing as a sponsor of the NFL and many other leagues like the NHL and UFC the number one wine and spirits brand in the U.S., High Noon and Barefoot Wine. Are we going to see this in any particular quarter, or how many times will we see it? So you will see it surrounding the game. You won't actually see it in the game. Um, we made a conscious decision this year not to do that for a couple of reasons. One is it's extremely expensive. You know, you're talking $8 million, um, you know, on average to but you get a lot of eyeballs on it, something like 130 million eyeballs on it. What we like to do is advertise pregame, postgame, and then uh, we did a lot during the championship, the games leading up to the game to really start to seed really wine, the wine category and barefoot particularly with a football fan. Are we here to win? To be immortalized by our victory. Or are we here to enjoy some crisp barefoot Pinot Grigio? We're here to do both. I might not know which wine to pair with what, but you better believe I know how many bottles to bring, Ryan. And sure, wine and football can be complicated, but enjoying them should be easy. Yeah! So let's enjoy ourselves. Barefoot, the official wine sponsor of the NFL. And many of us have seen uh, at least one version of the uh, the commercial for Barefoot with Patrick Warburton, who basically is known as Putty from Seinfeld and all the voice acting that uh, he has done, too, through cartoons and very uh, recognizable face. Uh, he's a coach in, in your commercial, so we will, uh, we will be watching that uh, with great anticipation. Let's talk about marketing strategy and, and branding. How does a, a brand that's not necessarily a traditional brand when you think of football how, how does that work when you're trying to engage a, a Super Bowl audience which we know is expanded at least especially but throughout the season you have been a sponsor of the NFL we have we're in our second year of our 
partnership deal with the NFL, and we've got multiple years to go. So this is a long-term venture for us. Uh, typically, um, back in the day, Anheuser-Busch had all of the alcohol rights. They recently gave up the wine category space, and we jumped on it. Uh, we jumped on it. We think that there is a real authenticity about the football fan. It's huge. The football fan is huge. It's two-thirds of Americans are an audience of the NFL. I mean, that's just mind-blowing when you think about the size and magnitude of it. They have, you know, your expert fans who are, you know, into the game, understand all of the plays, um, understand all the players, their stats, you know, where they went to high school, where they went to college. Then you have your avid fan who is, you know, is an expert in their own right, but really a home team fan, has their base fan there to enjoy. And then you have your bandwagon fan who's there just to, you know, celebrate the moment and, and along for the ride. Wine is a bit similar. It can be really complicated. You can have a psalm who's going to explain, you know, you know where the, what kind of soil it was grown in and how it was picked and how it was processed. And then you have your, you know, your average, average, avid drinker that just enjoys a nice glass of red every night or, you know, every other night. And then you have your occasional drinker. And so there's a nice overlap there on really, you can be an expert, but you don't need to be an expert. And we really wanted to start to demystify the wine category. We've made it so complicated, so pretentious that you can have a glass of wine. You can have it with ice cubes if you wanted. You could have it in a solo cup and you could have it with some nachos. What a great way to do that with football, right? In a celebratory moment, you're with friends and family, which in America's pastime, and show it not to be as pretentious and that you can have it with nachos. You can have it with a hot dog. You can have it with a slice of pizza. So we really wanted to, you know, piggyback off of that NFL fan and, and the size of that fan and the diversity of that fan. One thing that we love about sports, and I think it kind of goes to the family values for the company that I work with, is in this day and age, everybody has um, a lot of opinions, a lot of political views. Um, sometimes we're not as kind to everybody as we wanted. Sports unites that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, the color of your skin, what political party. If I'm in an airport and I see somebody with this Seahawks jersey on, I'm going to say hi to them or a hat. I'm going to say hi to them um, or, you know, give a go Hawks or whatever signal. And I love that about sports. And I think wine in particular is a responsible way to just serve joy and be kind around that. So there's some, some values that are rooted there that are very similar. We felt was authentic. And when you go to the E&J Gallon Winery website, you will see that their mission statement is everything you just talked about. We serve enjoyment in moments that matter. The Super Bowl matters to a yeah. lot of people, whether you have a rooting interest or not. And I certainly can relate. I'm always wearing logo items, right? So I have Pittsburgh stuff all the time. And I have more fun when I'm in Philadelphia. One guy just said to me the other day, he goes, you know, you're in the wrong place, sir. <laughs> and he started busting me about it. And, and it can be fun too, right? So it it's really it's, fun. Yeah, it can it can connect you because there'll be a lot of big ghost stealers, and we'll you know we'll pump our fists together, and then the other side where where you're the enemy in enemy territory. So it is it is talk about commitment. Amy Lund has been with E and J Gallo Winery for almost twenty four years. I know 
Amazing I, commitment. Can can you go back to day one and see I how can. have you changed? Oh, I've changed tremendously. So um, I was born in Washington State. Um, went to I graduated from Washington State. My first job out of college was an engineer at Boeing. So um, really exciting, really intimidating. I got the call from Gallo to come and interview as a production team leader at the time. I'd never even heard of Modesto, California, to be honest with you. Um, I ended up going down and interviewing. And at that point in time, you had dinner with the family. And I was so impressed by their humility and their honesty about their challenges. Um, and I was not a big consumer. Um, I still don't drink a tremendous amount of wine today. Um, I enjoy, I have a good palate, but I guess if you worked at, you know, Mars, you wouldn't eat M&Ms every day. It is, a, they're really responsible about the way they do it and really honest about the way they do it. So we, we moved and it has been one of the best decisions I've made for myself and for my family. I rotated 13 times in 24 years and I've been in six different functions. So I've been in production, I've been in supply chain, I've done uh, finance for um, a line of business, I've led our corporate strategy for the five and 15 year plan. Um, I've done new product development. And the last eight, nine years, I've really focused heavily on marketing, starting in our spirits business unit with the High Noon Endeavor, um, and then moving into leading uh, marketing for total portfolio across the different lines of business. And I've had the opportunity to, I got to work with Joe Gallo, our CEO, in the strategy role. And then I got to go work for his son, Ernest, in Spirits, who is now our CEO. And now I'm working for our CMO, Stephanie Gallo. And I cannot say enough about that family. Um, they work extremely hard. They're very humble. They're curious. Uh, and they're supportive. They empower you. So I don't feel like I've been at the same company for 24 years because I've been in so many different functions. And for me, I... I have a real curiosity to learn all the time, um, whether it's, I'm an avid, avid reader, whether it's historical fiction or fantasy or, or, you know, happiest man on earth or whatever you want. I am curious all the time and they have let me explore that. So um, I'm really, really grateful for them um, and they allow me to continue to grow. So that's all I can ask, right? And they're super supportive of my family, which is amazing. No one stays with a company for more than two decades if you're not having fun, because it, there's just so many other things that we can do. I, I'm speaking, for, you know, for myself as well. Uh, 26 years coming up here at uh, WBGO, um, doing this kind of thing, you know, interviewing people is it's what I love to do. You talked about, you know, the the perfect pairing of of wine or or high noon uh, with with the Super Bowl, so. Do you get like stats then after, you know, you're doing the pre and post game uh, product? Do you get stats then back to say, you know, how successful and you mentioned it, it's been a couple of years now. How, ha how, how have you seen the impact of the sports audience on your product? It's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal. I'll tell you, I was nervous going into it. The NFL is a juggernaut. They're huge. So, you know, how are you going to work with them? How are you going to get your content approved? Uh, there's lots of compliance. How do you maximize the relationship? So um, I was cautiously optimistic going into it. Um, so we were we we had a real big a point in strategy to say we're going to focus on one brand at first 
instead of our whole, we have, we have the ability to go across several wine brands and we've been really focusing on barefoot, barefoot being, um, America's most loved wine brand brings in the most new consumers into the categories. So it's kind of a Coca-Cola per se of, of wine. And it's easily accessible. You know what you're going to get every time you get it and it's affordable. We were cautiously, you know, optimistic going into it. So with Barefoot, we've been able to track it. Um, there's so much data these days, Doug, like you can get as much data as you want. It's getting the right data. It's going to give you the right insight. So, um, you know, people are walking around with phones and you're hitting them with media constantly and, and as well as the streaming. There's so much, much um, availability of data to mine to understand how you're performing. So we've seen our sales grow um, at a healthy clip as well as purchase intent. And then what we call a um, share of voice coming through and the quality of that message that's coming through. We've had 100% pull through of that. So when you talk about overlaying all your different marketing strategies, you typically look at it, what am I going to pay for? And what am I going to distribute to consumers? What am I going to go after and try to get as earned media that I don't have to pay for? And then what am I going to own and curate myself and publish myself from an organic perspective? And that messaging we've been able to integrate and pull through at a quality level and increase purchase intent and purchase intent within the category, which is really important. So it's been it's been um, a lucrative um, partnership for us. What's also interesting, too, is I, I mentioned that you're not only a wine and vodka sponsor of the NFL, but also the NHL and UFC, very physical sports, right? And you don't necessarily think of, well, I'm just going to sit back and have a little wine and watch watch a, you know, a very uh, physical hockey game. But it's a great strategy because as you, as you talked about affordable, right? Mm -hmm. The people who are watching these games are looking for affordability, but also there are no boundaries. There are no things for, for what we can consume when we're enjoying a game, whether it be in the stands or on our couch or in our, our, our lazy boy chair, whatever it may be. Right. So I, I think that's what's, probably changed the most in marketing, right? Is realizing that everybody's different and everybody, you know, you don't put people in a box like you used to when it comes to marketing, right? You don't. And I think that it's marketers biggest mistake is we think we only think about our own brand, our own category and consumers today are enjoying several categories and multiple brands across that category. I mean, just, I mean, look how, you know, you know, we shop today or, and you use your phone and all of those things. Sometimes we don't only put we don't put our own selves into what we're branding as well. And we're not always empathetic to who's truly enjoying our product. So, you know, sometimes in the alcohol category, people think, oh, they only drink beer or they only drink spirits. They're drinking across and they're throwing in a soda <laughs> and they're having a smoothie and a toxin flush or whatever. So um, I think it's really important for us to not be myopic in our, our ways of thinking because they're joining across categories. You have to be there at the right time and the right place. And sports is a great way to do that in a culturally relevant moment. So in real time and frequently, um, I think, you know, from an NFL perspective, I know people have lots of opinions about Taylor Swift. She's been great for the game, bringing in new viewers, having mom and, you know, dad and daughter moments. Um, yes, she gets showed on, on the screen and, but, she's been really great for the game and giving it exposure and exposing new people to the competition. So I think the more that we can, and then people are capitalizing on those cultural moments, right? So, and how do we be there? 
one of the best kind of real-time moments, I think, in Super Bowl history from a branding perspective, and they didn't even have a commercial was, and I think we're coming on 10 years of this, is Dunk in the Dark. Do you remember when the Superdome went dark and then Oreos said, no power, no uh, no worries, you, you can d- still dunk in the dark? Like it was the, like <laughs> one of the most viral moments. Um, I think there's been one that surpassed it or something like that. But that was a moment, right? They were there at the right time. They produced quick turn content that was relevant, right? And it went viral. Um, and they capitalized on that Super Bowl moment. I mean, that's a that's like magic. I teach a sports broadcasting class, and I can't tell you the number of students that think that the, the Chiefs will win because it will be the best for the NFL because of the whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey moment that they expect to, to see. Even one of the extra credit questions was, if the Chiefs win, will Taylor come on the field and give Travis a hug? And they were like, oh, yeah, it, it's it's going to happen if, if the Chiefs do win. Does it does it matter to Gallo because San Francisco is closer to, you know, the whole connection of, of the winery business? No, it doesn't. In fact, um, for Gallo, we have a we have a local team deal with the 49ers. So not only do we have the NFL partnership, we do local team deals across the United States to engage those teams as well um, and those fan bases as well. So we have a great relationship with the 49ers. Um, So, yes, we have that hometown feel, but we also have a relationship with Mama Kelsey. So um, and we started that. um, I guess it's been about three months. And we were able to do an activation and partnership with her around um, the Eagles and the Chiefs games when both of her sons were playing. And we called it the bandwagon barefoot. And we had a competition and consumers could enter it. And they ended up renting a a box at the game. She was in the box. She taught them. um, And we had our head winemaker there. She taught these fans about the basics of football. They called them bandwagon fans. And then and Jen Wall, our head winemaker, taught them about the basics of wine, and they enjoyed the game together. And now we parlay that into she's going to come down. She's at the NFL already. She's down there already. I'm going to head down tomorrow. She's going to pour for us at one of our activations around the event. So, you know, taking, um, you know, really leveraging those moments with her when she's she's relevant. She's watching her sons. She's she's just a mom. She's pretty phenomenal. I mean, she really is just a mom. That is loving watching her boys yeah both teams covered i mean (laughs) it's perfect where will amy lund watch the super bowl i actually get a seat this year so i'm really excited i do i do so where where are you sitting i think i'm in section 200 or something um i am really excited about it'll be my first super bowl game i've never been um and i'm excited about the whole experience not only the game but the halftime show, the whole experience, I'm headed down tomorrow to really go and watch. We're doing several activations and then really look at all the other activations, um, meet with the NFL, meet with some other sports agencies. And so lots of people are down there doing, you know, business and meeting, but really to watch how the consumers are digesting all of this and what's meaningful for them. I think um, really taking a, a step back and listening to, I got to go down and watch the draft last year and how the consumers outside were, you know, partaking in that event and the hype that went around it. 
And there's nothing better than watching the consumer in the, in the actual moment to get some real insight and empathy about how the consumer is behaving in their journey through the whole event and how they, or if they um, partake in your brand or not. Is your husband going to be next to you? No, I, no. He's not, he's not. <laughs> he's not. I'm going to, I'm is he going mad about that? Uh, <laughs> is he, is he upset? Like, he, he said, did they ask? And I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, he'll be, he'll be with your son. So normally when, did you have Super Bowl parties when you weren't at the game? Oh, absolutely. We do every year or we go to one. So absolutely it's a moment and everybody comes with you know somebody some people are really into the game that year depending if it's their team or they're not or they're just there for the halftime show and the commercials so you just get a mix it has such a great energy about it so i can't get you to have like a sign that says listen to sports jam that you could put up during the super bowl absolutely <laughs> to, i will to, make it to sign promote for the you. podcast <laughs> <laughs> now that's a lot of fun hey you'll have a great time I'm really excited. I, I'm pinching myself. That's that's fabulous. So what time like is, is are you gonna get there? Do you get there early? What's that day plan like this Sunday for you? Sunday, so I will go to um, a tailgate party at the beginning uh, in the in the morning, starting with a tailgate party, walking through kind of all the activations as well as is enjoying some of it and then heading into the game early. Uh, you know, to get the right seat, watch all of the the pregame shows and all of that. So I've got my whole day mapped out. I've got my whole starting really tomorrow, my whole until Monday morning mapped out. Let's say you have to go to your car after you, you know, you, you get back and you're only allowed to have one drink because you're responsible. What Gallo product are you drinking? Oh, I have two go-tos. Um, you can mention them. I have two, two go-tos. Um, if I had to pick one, I would say, White Haven Sauvignon Blanc. It's just, it's perfect. It's refreshing. It's light. Um, it's accessible. I have to go with a red. Almost Malbec is my favorite from Argentina is probably my favorite. Hmm. So you and I talked before and you actually started the company while Ernest and Julio Gallo were, were still alive, but um, just for just for a little bit of time, uh, the brothers... Uh, both passed away at different different points. Uh, so, anything that that when you saw this whole family that you just said, "Yeah, I'll probably be here for the next two plus decades." I don't know if I ever realized that I would stay as long as I have. There is um, an entrepreneurial spirit about them that is really impressive and motivating. So they ask a lot of questions. They're humble in their intellect and they're learning all the time. So I quickly learned that they're out in the stores constantly. They go out and survey, they speak with the retailers, they speak with the bar staff, they speak with the consumers. They're out right on the front lines trying to understand best what's so special about our category and our brands. Um, and it's really motivating because, you know, I think they inspect what they expect at the same time they empower you to do it. So they have a really strong uh, value system that has aligned with mine. And I've, it's just allowed me to be who I am. I can't be anybody else than who I am. I, I, I am what you see is what you get. Um, 
I'm not somebody different at home than I am at work. And they have really let me celebrate that and move around the company in so many different functions that I have a really, I think, been able to develop a really broad perspective on the business, identify opportunities, but more importantly, understand organizational readiness and how to get those things done when the time is right. So, um, and they've just let me run with it. And it's been, it's been a phenomenal journey for me. So, and I continue to work for the fam- family members directly and, you know, to see it day in and day out is, is pretty impressive. So when we see the barefoot commercial with Patrick Warbrunton during the uh, pre and post game of the Super Bowl, I want you to think of Amy Lund because she's one of the ones who's <laughs> behind that whole idea. Thanks for, for filling us in on what it takes because we don't know, right? We don't know the, the marketing strategies that, that go into uh, things like this. So it, it was wonderful talking to you. Enjoy the game. And thanks for Thank being you. on Sports Team. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the past shows by going to wbgo.org slash sportsjam or wbgo.org slash studios. You can also find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts or wherever you hear podcasts. Special thanks going out this week to Joe Favorito for hooking us up with Amy Lund of ENJ Gallo Winery. And until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.